with Paul Golden here. I'm joined by our uh, CSU president, Dr. Jim Lytle, and our very special guest, uh, all the way from uh, Northeast Ohio, Josh Littler. Josh, welcome. Good to be here. Thank you, Paul. Hey, Josh, you're obviously an alumnus of the school. Uh, tell us a little bit about your, your upbringing and what brought you to uh, then BBC, now CSU. Well, I was born and raised in the, in the city of Cleveland, and I accepted Christ at a, at a young age and brought up in a Christian home and just been really blessed to, to have that, that heritage. In fact, grew up at uh, Madison Avenue Baptist Church, which is now called Abram Creek Baptist. And it was there that I grew in my faith and I had a, a special mentor uh, named Harry Ambacker, Dr. Harry Ambacker. His name probably sounds familiar. He spoke at the Bible conference at uh, what was then BBC a co- at least a couple times. And he was a great model of the faith for me. He was a missionary to Hong Kong for many years. And he came and actually remarried the widow of a pastor of my church who had passed away. Um, and so just to get to know him was a special thing because he, he, he was the one who really stuck out to me as a model for serving full-time in ministry. And he highly recommended BBC. And that's when I first started to check out the college and and visited and and I knew that was God's will for me after after praying and thinking and talking about it and that was it was history after that quite a connection Harry Umbacher is you know he he just never stopped uh serving God for all those years I mean did you ever think about missions along the way because of the way Harry mentored you no I, I can say that you know when I, I accepted God's call to the pastorate it was actually at the Christian school I was going to and it was at a missions conference so I was always surrounded by missions uh, related preaching and teaching, but it was through that that I actually felt God's call to the pastorate. So, so it was in that context. Um, it was more in the faithfulness to God's ministry call by missionaries combined with the pastors who were my own pastor in my own church and other pastors who uh, had mentored me. So it was in, the, in that context, but never felt God's call to full-time missions work. But I could say missionaries have definitely been a big influence in that way. When you arrived on campus here in Clark Summit, uh, what was your major? What activities were you involved in during your time? Well, as far as major, I may start out with pastoral ministry, but it developed into specialized ministries, which essentially was Dr. Wilhite's way of helping me dual enroll to seminary and graduate the easiest way possible, <laughs> just to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, but when I was, when I was at school uh, at BBC, set out with a desire to train to, to be a pastor. Didn't know what that looked like exactly, but just knew that's what, what God had for me. Um, and so some of my favorite memories and really the, the professor that I connected the most with was Dr. Lackey. And he's just been a, a, a dear friend of mine and, and especially with the opportunity to be his, uh, his TA. I'm not sure if he knows this, but at, at, I heard that Dr. Lyle at the gym uh, through a student had said, you know, Dr. Lackey, needs a TA, but he just doesn't know it yet. <laughs> and so I knew the job was open, so I applied for it and, and, and developed a, a good relationship with him through that time. He allowed me actually to teach a, a class, uh, one of the Old Testament survey classes I'd already taken. I think it was uh, Old Testament history. Um, but anyway, had that great experience connecting with him and, and working with him and just, uh, just a great role model for me of the faith and of being attached to the word and finding sustenance and direction and life from God's word. And, and so really appreciate Dr. Lackey. And in fact, he actually spoke in my ordination service when I was ordained through Abram Creek Baptist Church. And so I just feel really blessed with uh, the friendship we have. 
one of the benefits of coming to college here at CSU is just the, not just the relationships you build in the dorm and that community, whether it's an athletic team or a musical team, but just the impact, like you said, Josh, of uh, godly mentors and faculty members like a Dr. Lackey. So that's, that's great to hear the kind of the ongoing friendship. You graduated in 2010. Give us briefly, what have you been up to the last 11 years? It's, it's been a pretty wild ride. I admit, um, I, my last time on campus was actually the spring of 2010. I, I graduated a semester early just because I packed in a lot of classes at once, um, but also I had taken an internship at Cuyahoga Valley Church. Uh, that was with uh, Pilgrimage and Dr. Wilhite saying it up, I think, with his son, Ben, and just really so valued that, that experience, that hands-on experience in youth ministry. It was, a, it was an internship with their youth ministry for one year with alum Rick Eimers. Paul, you may even know the year he graduated. I think it was like 98 or 99. I know we've had a lot of uh, students have come through <laughs> Cuyahoga Valley Church and uh, benefited from that ministry. Yep. I was part of the inaugural internship class there. And so my, my time finishing up my degree was, was with Cuyahoga Valley. And it was in that time that I actually met my, my wife online. Uh, I actually met her through eHarmony. And I took a train out on New Year's Eve 2010 uh, and met her and her her family for the first time and eventually uh, got a job in Pennsylvania at Teen Challenge as a biblical counselor at the at the center out there in Raresburg, Pennsylvania, where her dad actually uh, had worked. And so I was I was there for a little over a year. And in that in that time, I had been writing for Union Gospel Press, a longtime publisher of Sunday School Curriculum actually had, had met the son, stepson of, the, of a president who was stepping down while I was waiting tables during that internship. And uh, they left a track and I had a conversation with them. They invited me to their building and, and said, hey, my, my stepmom is retiring. Do you want any of her books from her library? And so I got all sorts of commentaries and Greek and Hebrew tools and just like very, as a God thing. And God used that connection later while I was in Pennsylvania to open up an opportunity to be an editor, an associate editor there. A, there was a, a GRBC pastor who, who had pastored a church in our fellowship, who is now the director of operations at that, at that ministry. And I connected with him and said, yeah, we have an opening. And uh, so I, I moved from Pennsylvania back to Cleveland, Ohio, and had uh, worked as an editor on Sunday school curriculum and writing it on the side as well. And God used that time to really get me more even more attached to the word and to, to be studying and to be always uh, just having it surrounding me each and every day. So I was really blessed by that opportunity that I had. After you finished with Union Gospel and you also did some work for regular Baptist Press, you moved into pastoral ministry, right? Tell us a little bit about your ministry there at Cornerstone Bible Church. Um, I should also add in, in the process of time, I started uh, teaching online at Clarkson University there. It's been almost seven years now. It was May, 2014, I started, I started teaching online. And so the combination of that plus working with Sunday school curriculum was a, was a huge blessing because I was able to study passages that might not have studied as in depth before and, and really preparing me to, uh, to use that and apply that in pastoral ministry. And so even what, what looked like this intermediate time between graduating from Bible college and stepping into full-time ministry, God used that as a, as a bridge and as a training ground to get me ready. I, 
I was always on my heart to, to be a pastor. And that's where God's, God's always been leading me. And so I was, I was always having conversations, putting out resumes, and it just happened to be one on, on a, a ministry staffing website. And I, I thought, you know, I'll just send it out and see what happens. And you know, most of the time it does, something goes nowhere. But here a church that I really had no personal connection to, there were other, other ties and other relationships in the background I didn't know about. But, but here a church kind of out of the blue said, oh, this is great. Let's, let's keep talking about this. And, and again, this is all, all God and his work and his timing, because it seemed like there was no human reason that I would get moving toward that church. And yet God provided the means for it to happen. And so I started as the family ministries pastor at Cornerstone Bible Church in Middlefield in May of 2018 is when I started. So it's been almost three years now. And there, uh, the former family ministries pastor had stepped into the role of senior pastor after the senior pastor had left. And so I, I came into a unique point in time in their history a, a church plant of about 25 years at that time, and they still hadn't built their own building. And so by God's grace, we're in the process of finishing up a permanent location for worship of this church. And to be part of seeing this, helping the students along, uh, that's actually my primary focus is our seventh through 12th grade students, to help them and to catch the vision for what God is doing in our area, uh, to give a sense of stewardship and ownership of God's call on, on us to proclaim the Lordship of Christ in Middlefield has been an exciting time. So I really feel, feel blessed to be working and discipling these students and, and also to see, oversee some new changes, developments and growth in the children's and young adults ministries of, of Cornerstone. It's interesting to see you serving on staff there. The senior pastor is also a CSU alum. That's uh, Luke Rosenberger. So it's, that's kind of a neat a connection back to the school. Tell us about your family, your wife and kids. Yeah, so um, my wife, Jana, and I married in March of 2012. So coming up on, on nine years. And uh, like I said, it's been a pretty wild ride, especially for her to, to consider the fact that we were married and, and it was only about five months later that we moved from where she had spent most of her childhood and young adult life up to that point. But God had moved us back out to, out to Cleveland. Uh, and then we had our first uh, child in 2015. And so we have three, three children now, uh, five-year-old boy, an almost four-year-old boy, and a two-year-old girl, Brendan, Austin, and Ellen. We kind of went with the in uh, theme there at the, in their names, but wanted to be unique in that way. You've been through some, uh, let's say, trials of life storms of life recently. Tell us about uh, your wife's uh, journey uh, through cancer. I, I could say without a doubt, uh, 2020 was the hardest year of, of each of our lives. And looking back, I can say it's absolutely miserable, but we see God's hand each step of the way. I, I know I've shared with the CSU family about my wife's cancer, and I, I think now that I have the opportunity just to briefly preface it with some things that led up to that moment. At, at uh, the end of May, uh, Jana's mother had passed away at 55 years old after uh, after a long battle with pneumonia and a collapsed lung. And that was extremely difficult in the, in the height of the COVID reaction. Uh, she was in a hospital in, in Pennsylvania and her dad could, could hardly visit her. And so that was just a, just a really, really hard time. And for her to lose her mom, the one she had talked with every day, 
and who who had been used of God just to, to disciple her and grow her in her faith and to be a kind of rock that reflected the rock of Christ in her life was, was so, so hard to lose her. And that in that process, we're going through the challenges of COVID and all that happened in that in that year, and obviously still some some going on today. Uh, at any rate, uh, my mom had dis- my mom had discovered that she had breast cancer, and about two years prior, she had discovered that she had uterine cancer and had a full hysterectomy. And here she coming up on on October, she had a uh, a mastectomy. And it was at around that time that Jana discovered, had some symptoms and they, they said that she had an ovarian cyst is what, what they diagnosed her with. And so she went in for surgery at the same hospital my, my mother had surgery only two days after my mom's surgery. So the timing of this is all one thing after the other. And in that moment in the hospital, it was October 7th of 2020, Dr. pulled me aside and said, you know, we, we investigated and started the surgery and we found that your wife has has stage three ovarian cancer all throughout her abdomen. And so what what originally was a let's go to the hospital, have surgery, be home that night, turned into a six day stay at the hospital and the beginning of battling ovarian cancer. Since then, um, my wife has, has had all but one chemo treatment. We're coming up on the final uh, chemotherapy treatment. Um, and I'll, I'll say that responding to the, the side effects of chemo, uh, I mean, it's a really intense spiritual battle. I can say that that's probably the hardest part. In addition to seeing my wife, wife suffer uh, and finding God's, God's purpose in it all, knowing that he's going to glorify himself. Uh, I find that for me, the spiritual battle wasn't taking care of my family, my wife and kids, and dying, dying to self in those moments where it's so stressful, when my wife is feeling very nauseated, when, when there's a poopy diaper somewhere where someone needs fed, where there's all that happening at once, that's where the spiritual warfare has really taken place. And God has used this as a, as a battleground uh, to grow my faith in him, and especially to, to find such peace in God's ultimate purpose to glorify himself with, with each moment of trial. And so I feel blessed by our, our church family having rallying around us, showing us the love of Christ through through meals, through hospitality, through childcare, through every note and text message that comes. We feel so, so blessed by them to see God's love shine through the saints. Um, but yes, yet every every day is a call to spiritual discipline to respond to that to that need to glorify God and say, you know, God is not unjust. Shall we? not receive good from the hand of the Lord, or shall we receive good from the hand of the Lord and not evil? And to be like Job to say, blessed be the name of the Lord. And so we rejoice with with what God is doing. And we thank him for how he's using this to glorify himself. And that's what gives us great peace in these times. You know, you've had such an array of experiences. And I think guys who are double your age have done half of the experiences you've had. Do, Do you love it all? Or is there one part in there that just shines out that really, really gives you joy as you do it? Well, I see, I really do say I, I, I love it all. There's a sense of, well, this is something good and exciting. I don't want to miss out. And it was interesting even talking with uh, Erica Young, who heads up the online education at, at Clark Summit. She brought up something I never sat back and thought about before. She said, you know what? You strike me as someone who doesn't want to miss out on an opportunity. 
And I thought about that and say, you know what, that's, that's probably true, but to a fault. You know, there's times where I have to say, you know, this seems exciting, this is good, but I'm, maybe I should back out. There's, I got this other, other project or something else to take care of. Uh, what shines out the most, honestly, is being able to, to recognize that someone else, being able to see or witness someone else coming to greater knowledge of what God has revealed and to, to know God more through what he's revealed through his word. And to just be, a, be there in that moment, to be a, a vessel of God communicating his word, whether it's through administering a class as an adjunct professor or in developing a, a micro course and being able just to communicate what God has said and, and be used of him to make the message of it clear. That's what, that's what shines out to me. Those moments where you, you see a student grow from one moment to another, and, and even in, in teaching and discipling in local church ministry, to, to see that God has borne fruit through something is, is incredibly satisfying and, and gives me joy. Josh, you mentioned the micro course and Erica Young, and uh, obviously your experiences and expertise, talents and passions all to come together. And you've been, uh, you've been tasked uh, to uh, create a micro course uh, for CSU. Tell us a little bit about this parenting, modern entertainment micro course that you're uh, creating. Well, I hasten to, to clarify that even though it's, it's geared toward, toward parents, really anybody could take this course. Anybody who desires to be more discerning with uh, the idea of entertainment and technology. So essentially, the, this course is it's called Against the Current, and its goal is to develop a biblical theology of, of modern entertainment and technology and to under, better understand, discern what, uh, what's, what's trending in film and television. And beyond that, to disciple the next generation of the church through, through meaningful conversations. Those are the goals for the course. We want to have not only understand what God has revealed about how we should understand the world around us, uh, but to, to apply what he's said in a consistent way. And really the, the bedrock of it, the foundation of the course starts with several, several videos that explore different passages of scripture, all centered around being satisfied in who God is, satisfied in knowing God, finding our happiness, our sense of joy in him. And so having that as my task to, to, to set up that foundation in the midst of a really an excruciating trial with my family was, was all God's timing. And, and I think God blessed me with an opportunity to, to go through passages such as um, various Psalms. I will not set any, any worthless thing before my eyes or, or as the deer pants for the water, so my soul pants for you or the, the need to be transformed rather than conformed like Romans 12. Seeing all those things of finding our joy and satisfaction and knowing who God is, um, it was a blessing, I think, to me, as much as it will be, by God's grace, a blessing to, to those who sign up. Give us some more details on the, the format of that micro course. Well, uh, there's, there's actually 27 videos that are about eight minutes in length. And so those are broken up pretty evenly into three different sections. It's escaping me the exact time or the, the time commitment to, to the class. Um, at this time, I want to say that altogether, it, it would take someone uh, several hours to, to complete. It's one of the, the longer courses from, from what I'm told as far as the, the length of micro courses go. But the three sections really deal with the three goals I had just mentioned. The, the first section of videos is all about developing that biblical foundation, that theology of what it means to be satisfied in God and to use technology and entertainment as God's gifts, as a tool to glorify him rather than something that we just pursue for some kind of satisfaction. 
The second section is looking at what's trending. So I, I take some various clips from, from YouTube, but uh, the clips of shows that are from Netflix or from NBC or just a popular show or YouTube, YouTube personalities like Rhett Link, even sports gets a uh, call out in there just to, in the sense, okay, how do we respond to the popularity of sports entertainment or even the news or this popular show that they hear everyone, everyone talking about that's on Netflix? How do we respond to that? And I analyze a clip there from that, from whatever show we're highlighting. And the last one is on uh, practical discipleship. I think one of the most valuable parts of that last section is a, is a family technology plan. It's a tool that I developed that essentially is a kind of audit for a family to go through their, de their devices in their home. Okay, what is, like, we have, an, list all your devices. Do you have an iPad, iPhone, uh, Android smartphone, Xbox? You know, list all, everything that gets time and then list who, who uses it and how much time each person uses it. I, I have to think that not too many people have sat back and done any sort of audit on how their technology is put to use. Uh, but at the, at the top of that plan, and in, in those tools, I always mention the goal. What's the goal that we should have for the use of entertainment and technology? All right, list out the devices, how often it gets used. Uh, in relation to your family schedule, what needs to get done? Is your use of technology and consumption of entertainment fulfilling that ultimate goal to glorify God as a family? Are you finding satisfaction in God? Is that, is that tool being used to help you find your joy in Jesus Christ? Or is it being used for some other purpose? And really sit back and analyze in the light of what God's word has said and from that first section that we walked through, in the light of what God has said in his word, is this tool that he's, is this tool, this blessing as the one who is the giver of all good things, the father of lights, like it says in James, in light of that, are you using your tools well and stewarding these blessings well? And so that's what I hope to communicate and walk people through in this class. I think it'll be very challenging to those who take it. Sounds really great. I mean, it sounds like it would have been a great course. Even this last section you're talking about, honestly, most of us are just reactive in our consumption of media, you know, as opposed to purposeful. But, you know, when, when I think about the content and then with the background of what you've talked to us about, about how God has brought you to being able to put the content together and what he's put into your life, uh, it's it's going to be great. Thanks so much. Josh, th thanks for spending the time with us this morning. Uh, Paul and I are grateful for your investment uh, in CSU over the years and for your time with us this morning. Thanks so much. God bless. Thank you. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to share and, and to join you in what God is doing. Really feel, feel blessed to be part of this, uh, part of what God's accomplishing through the CSU family. 